Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. Every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from The Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Start your football season on the right foot. Subscribe to VSIN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance recap, top plays made by host and guest, 24 7 video, the weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long, and the exclusive betting splits. Sign up for the discounted football special and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do through the Super Bowl for $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription. Bet smarter all year long. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Three weeks of the NFL now in the books. I thought uh, this tweet sums up where we're at perfectly from Stephen Holder, who covers the Colts in Indianapolis. Two fun facts that every fan should consider when viewing their favorite teams. 18 games so far have been decided by three points or fewer, most in NFL history. Only the Raiders are 0-3, fewest 0-3 teams since 1959, as he wrote, parody on steroids, take the win, and move the hell on. And, uh, (laughs) you know, it it was fun to speculate after week one, like, is this going to be the entire year? Well, so far, three weeks in, in, it kind of is. 27 teams are 2-1 or 1-2. Think about that for a second. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's... Yeah, there's no way that's ever happened before. Oh, where you only have, like, again, to his point, fewest 0 three teams since 1959, and we're only sitting at two three and teams in the entire league. How many right now? How how confident are you? And you could say right now, this is a playoff team. They're in. Forget about it. This is a playoff team. AFC start. Bills. Bills. Very confident in the Bills. Miami. Somewhat confident in Somewhat. Miami. Okay. Kansas yeah. City. 
Yes, absolutely. Extremely confident. Baltimore? No, I'm not I'm not confident with one other team in the AFC West. I'll put Baltimore on there. I would go Baltimore and confident. Okay. Oh, boy. Remember, the, they had Miami down 21. The AFC uh, South, you can't be confident about any of them. No. Because no I have no idea who's going to win that division. Nope. And uh, you're right. Um, uh, Bengals. Bengals. Well, we'll get into really? that coming, uh, coming up in a second. Yeah. All right. So let's. How about how about two and one teams, Paulie, that could maybe miss the playoffs? And you're looking at the odds screen right now. If you're checking out the shelf, not we'll run these down for the radio audience as well. But the odds here, if you're two and one to miss, the Bears are still minus eight dollars to miss the playoffs at two and one. What's that number go to if they're three and one with a win over the Giants? You want to get down at that point on maybe minus four dollars on the Bears to miss? Come on, you're freaking out about this team because yeah. you have them under six and a half. Yeah, I can't believe it. They're not winning ten games. <laughs> That's not going to happen. I know they get to seven though. They go, they win Sunday. I mean, I'm in, I'm in trouble. That was that's a tough one. I, I just another Fugazi team, the Giants. I mean, this is I know there's something else to give game Sunday, but how the hell are the Giants two and one? Well, by the way, see, when you see that offense and, and look at that, that number before the game last night was minus one thirty to miss the playoffs in that territory. Now they're yes. minus two fifty. Yep, should have been all aboard. Yep, the minus one thirty train. That's going to be tough for the Browns, and I know they're they're a good story with Brissett and how well they're playing, and they should be four and zero. But uh, Falcons taking money Sunday, begging you to bet the Browns down to two and a half. But, you know, it's going to get tough coming up. They've had an easy schedule. Uh, by the way, I saw one and a half at a couple spots yesterday. Okay, yeah. But one it's, and a half. it's going to get difficult here later in the season. And we'll see uh, if they can keep this up. The defense has to do a better job. Yep. I'll say that. Uh, of the two and win teams to miss, I would look. I already have the Browns every which way to lose. So I'm not yep. going to add any more at this point. But I would look that way. Uh, I would look at the Broncos minus 110. To me, they're not a playoff team right now. Things can change, certainly. But I, I have no idea how they're two and one. And uh, what about the Vikings at plus two dollars to miss? Yeah, that's... are we are we completely sold? And this is a team that I was high on before the season. I, I may have whiffed on that one. Yeah, it's an intriguing game in London Sunday. And once again, we can't get both teams with a winning record. That streak oh, continues geez. as the Saints lost. So uh, that's something to keep an eye on with Green Bay and uh, the Giants coming up. Someone will take some losses, but the. O'Connell's got to fix this with getting the ball to Jefferson because they were talking a big game, and even Jefferson was too, about, well, how does Cup get open every game? Oh, I see now. Right. And now he has 14 yards, and he didn't do anything Monday night. So they, they have to bounce back, get the running game going. Our Cook got hurt. Hopefully he's healthy. But, you know, that was also unacceptable what they allowed defensively. Now I see Dan Campbell, right? I, I made the mistake. I know. I mean, that that's – come on, Dan. He did, yep. It's a no-brainer. You have to go for it fourth and four, especially when you're going for it from midfield well, earlier in the game. That, I mean, how many times are we going to hear this this season? Hackett did it on the opening night. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I was doing there. Uh, I should have gone for it rather than settle for the field goal. He knew it two days later. No. Campbell, now, you, Campbell, you've been around for a while, man. I still think they'll be okay. I think there's enough talent on that team and still the second-best team in that division. Can you want to get? Can the Buccaneers miss the playoffs? I can't. No way. I can't get there. I just. I can't. I would like to tell you again. No. Like, I, I had them under 10.5 wins. But plus six fifty right now. Who do you trust in that division outside of Tampa Bay? Yeah, can't go, can't go to war with Winston. I thought it was going to be the Saints, nope. but uh, boy, no thank you nope. at this point. Not with him. Uh, Carolina's offense is a mess. The, I, I have Green Bay, Philly, Rams, and Tampa. The four teams I can say right now, yeah, they're playoff teams. Oh, I think you got to start. We in the NFC, we got to start really looking at the Cowboys now. Really? Oh, the way that Rush is playing so far. That the way the defense is played. Absolutely, Paul. We thought it was going to be a disaster. Well, he, they've saved the season, no doubt. R- Rush but it's, has it's been... the NFL where you can't be surprised if they lose at home to Washington because it, let's and if that because now it gets difficult coming up. Let's say let's say 
Dax back next game. Uh, week five, rather, what he said yesterday. At the Rams, at Philly, Detroit at home. They could go all on three right there. Absolutely that could happen. Uh, and I don't want to go completely off the charts here, nuts with the defense, because of uh, who they played. That Giants offensive mm-hmm. line was a total sieve last night. It's been like that the entire year. And plus, when they had seven sacks against the Bengals, six, seven against the Bengals, uh, that Bengals offensive line sure. was struggling. Well, still, though, but if that continues, I mean, this has been very impressive what they're doing, though. They have the talent. Uh-huh. They have the personnel on that side of the ball, for sure. Okay, what about one and two teams to make it? To make now, if you're one and two. I brought up the Bengals. I, I do have some confidence in this team. I think they win the game on Thursday night against the Dolphins, and you can bet them right now at plus 120. Early season struggles, it's fine. I don't like the coach, but the talent overall, the defense, is, Hendrickson was out of his mind on Sunday. He's yep. one of the better defensive players in the entire league. Yep. And Burrow's got so many weapons, and that's Boyd had a coming out party. Yep. Mixon's done basically nothing so far this year, and uh, that'll change. Yep. Big one Thursday, uh, and then it's tough. They got a couple road games, Baltimore. New Orleans, but uh, oh, certainly all the talent in the world got to get Mixon going, but a doable schedule as well. I um, that I I'm with you on that. That's the only one I can I can point to. Or believe it or not, Patriots, no way, absolutely no chance. Steelers, another one. I mean, there there are reports now that they want Canada out. The players can't stand them. Be careful with that game Sunday. I already had someone recommend them in Survivor. I said no chance. Mm. I, I, I'm not a. I, I, I can I, see that. That they beat the Jets? Yeah, I can see. You. There's too much smoke. There's too much stuff going on about we can't stand Canada. Hate the scheme, and and it could come out again. Who knows? Well, we're going to play a quarterback too. That could be another thing. You know what you're going to get out of Trubisky? But I no way with the Steelers. Can't get there with the Titans. All right, zero and two played zero and two. Somebody had to win. Charges are a mess. All these injuries. Yeah. Wentz and Washington looks terrible. I don't know how they beat Jacksonville. This was more Jacksonville giving the game away. I can't get there with some of these teams. I, I might be able to get there with the Titans. Again, the AFC is not nearly as good as we thought at this point. Yeah. Things can change. And uh, maybe maybe Tennessee could be a team. I mean, that team should clearly be 2-1 and one at this point. Well, that was good offensively. Tannehill played well, and they got Henry going. Yeah, they really did. And using him as a weapon out of the backfield, receiving too. Yeah, but, but still, the Raiders made a ton of mistakes and still weren't positioned to win that game. Um, it's a big game Sunday, though. That's, that's but it's a, a huge game. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. it is. The What about the Lions at plus 230? You know what? I'm coming around. They're feisty. I am coming around. Well, you should be at this point, yeah. I should be. If Goff doesn't turn it over, that's a really good offense. But it can't get stops, though. Again, the the Osborne touchdown. Come on. He's joking. He's messing with you. They ran the same play last year for the game winner. Study some film. That If they they just have an average defense, but again, what did I say coming in? You can't win close games. What happened in week one? Lost a close game. What happened last week? Blew a 10-point fourth quarter lead. Right. There you go. A lot of it's coaching and a lot of it's bad many, decisions. Again, you have to be aggressive. You have to go for that. You pick up the four yards. You run the clock out. The game's over. Let's, uh, let's pop their schedule up here because uh, certainly, I mean, they're, they're, they're winning Sunday. For the Lions, they're big favorites on Sunday. Yeah. Can they go to New England and win? Sure they can. No Mac Jones? Sure they can. Then they get the bye. They're at Dallas. Status unknown about, uh, I would not, well, Dallas will be favored in that game. That doesn't really mean anything, but um, at home to the Dolphins, at home to the Packers, at Bears, at Giants. It's tough in there. Maybe they sweep the Bears this year. They would not. It would not surprise me if they could upset Green Bay at home. They play Green Bay well, yep. like every single year. Mm-hmm. No, I, I won't be stunned if they get a game against Green Bay. This I mean, season. Minnesota's a tough place to play. 
And Minnesota had no answer for them for three quarters offensively. That's correct. None. Yep. They get Jacksonville at home at the Jets. That's I'm sorry. That is a very doable schedule for, for Detroit. Yeah. I'm going to look around today for adjusted win totals on this team. Green Bay might sit people in the final game. You know what? If you I have can that find... going for them, too. I mean, yep. they, they really could close with a five, six, five and one, six. Uh, they could close five and one there. What do you think their updated win total is? I'll guess six and a half. If, uh, okay, I saw that earlier. Okay, maybe sa- I'm, yeah, I'm gonna look they, at it. I think you might be right with okay. the six. Uh, and the forty. Look at this now. The 49ers with the Rams on Monday night. The Niners right now at one and two are minus one seventy five to make the playoffs. Minus one seventy five. I, I still think they're a mm-hmm. playoff team. It's very early in the season. It's the same thing, though. I mean, the 49ers, Chargers, Chargers, 49ers. There's mass, all these injuries every single year. Yep. Can't you, stay healthy. You cannot sleep on the Trent Williams injury. No. Not all left tackles were born equal. I mean, that right. dude is worth something to the line. He's worth something overall yeah. to what that offense yep. is able to do. Shanahan was bad. Jimmy was bad. But this is ridiculous, the Jimmy bashing. The guy didn't have a, a, a training camp no, preseason. Yeah, that's right. They told him to stay away. I'm more surprised by, and both, both you and I said this, we thought Shanahan was going to dance circles around Hackett. It didn't happen. No, you should I'm, I'm very disappointed in that. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting ne- uh, Network. Up next, today's uh, Major League Baseball card. Getting this player back would be the injection they need to gear up for the playoffs. I'll tell you who that is coming up next. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. 
This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hermosi, Layla Hermosi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Welcome back. Your next win is brewing. Play free fantasy baseball, football, and basketball with draft time matchups presented by Miller Lite. Draft wins in 13 contests and compete for your share of 40000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Miller Lite to get in on the action. Miller Lite, Gray's taste, less filling, 21 only. Please celebrate responsibly. DraftKings.com for details. Lions adjusted win total, 7.5. Okay, that makes more sense than 6.5. All right. Um, who would have guessed this in March, April, maybe even early May? But uh, Brian Hoke sent this out on Twitter. He covers the uh, Yankees. They're hopeful that Matt Carpenter can return during the October 3rd through 5th series against the Rangers. Aaron Boo Boone did say that we're still a ways away from even having an idea if that's going to be possible or not. But uh, believe it or not, Paulie, Matt Carpenter still has a higher OPS than Aaron Judge on the season. I mean, that's the here's the point, right? He was great. Yeah, who who would have said this in March or April? Yeah, this is the exact guy they need to come back, right? Yep. This this is the, who the offense needs with the playoffs now approaching. You need to inject him into the lineup because he was. You're exactly right. This guy was terrific for the Yankees. Yep, that'd be a big boost for him. And uh, still need one more win to wrap up the division. Didn't go their way. That was a good spot. That it wasn't easy, but to play Toronto, they had the long rain delay, the Sunday night game, then the travel. Uh, and Toronto beats them, and the nine games left now. Here we go. I had to take a little. I had to take a little four to one yesterday, Mister Poison. Anti anti fun. I had to take it on what? Judge not to do it. I had to get involved. So so oh, Friday not hit sixty two. So Friday I he's got... twelve to one. Okay, yeah. Now it's four to one. Nine games left. They have a doubleheader uh, in Texas next Tuesday. I got news for you. Aaron Judge is going deep tonight. Really? You want to know why? Barrios? A thousand percent. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. He, yep. he was he was intentionally walked last night for only the 18th time this season. You've been saying it all year. Why did they pitch to this guy in two Ben Verlander in 2004? Barry Bonds was intentionally walked 
120 times. I, I, I won't forget that. <laughs> we'll never see anything like that ever Was again. Was that the year Showalter did it with the bases loaded, I think too? It, I think it happened multiple oh. times to Bonds that year with the bases loaded. Because wow. that, that was that was the—believe it or not, that what, Bonds was so hot that year, that was the appropriate move. Because if that baseball came anywhere close to the plate, he was going to rifle yeah. it for—it was going to be a double or a home. It was going over the wall, whatever. Will he do it against the Orioles? They are the favorite, plus 150. Texas is 3-1. to one. That's a four-game set. The Jays are plus 350. They play tonight and tomorrow. No 62 is 4-1 to one now. Uh, in 23 career plate appearances, officially 20 at-bats, Judge has two home runs over Barrios, against Barrios tonight. I think he had three against Gossman, but that's but, but uh, here, it's hard. You know, here, it's hard. Here, and, I, and I say that somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but be, but if they do pitch to him, I think that Judge will probably take, he could take him deep very easily, but do the Blue Jays want to do that? Or is it going to be like you said two minutes ago? Are they going to say, nah, we're good because these are still very important games to us. We need to still win this because we, need, do. To, we need to host the first-round playoff Correct. series so we can't be serving up meatballs to the best yep. player in baseball. Yep. As I said last week, I think if it happens, it'll be Baltimore that'll get it done. And I think Baltimore could be uh, all but all but done uh, when that series starts. But also, it's it's the fact that you compare the pitchers, and I think it's likely to happen against Baltimore, too. But, it's I mean, it's six in a row now without a home run. Um and again, the Jays red hot, seventeen and eight in September. Only you know Cleve, only Cleveland with a better record. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, I'm sorry to cut you off. Here's maybe the better bet. Can you find will Aaron Judge be intentionally walked tonight? I don't know if you, I don't know if that's available or not, but books should put that up. Will he have at least one intent? Over under? Well, half. he's getting walked. He's getting walked regardless too. They're pitching around. Him. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's the other one. It also helps a triple crown chase because usually you see a lot of one for twos up there right. with him as well. Uh, I mentioned this uh, crazy stat earlier. The Braves now a one game back of the Mets. They have that big three game series this weekend. Uh, Braves fifteen and one last sixteen in DC, uh, and they had no problems yesterday getting the win. So, uh, and then the Mets are playing the Marlins. That's a two game set. That's Carrasco against Lopez, and Carrasco is two ten. You see an upset. Very disappointing year for the Marlins. Donnie Baseball not coming back. Yeah, and. Uh, but the Mets are hard to figure out, though, right? They look great, and then they Degrom has nothing against the A's. They got swept at home by the Cubs. Then they they put it on the Pirates and got hot. In terms of like winning this Weird. overall division, or just like moving forward in the playoffs? No, no, I, I, no. I like that they play up to their competition. Yeah, I'm saying are they going to hang on here and finish the job? Now they only have to get one in Atlanta. Because then they would clinch the tiebreaker. And remember, we don't have play-in games this year. Which I love. So all they have to do is get one in Atlanta, and they should be safe. Um, but Atlanta's been so good here uh, against against the Nats. I have the uh, Braves on several tickets to win this division, either straight or on other parlays that are already winners. And I have yet to uh, jump in on the Mets at all throughout the entire season. So if somehow, some way, they can become it's tied good. at this point, I'm going to have to like maybe yep. hopefully find like minus 170 or something like that yep. on the Mets. You know, it's unfortunate too. I mean, I know how it's it is big that you get the uh, win the division, so you don't have to play that best of three. But it's still you make the playoffs. So we're never going to see something like 93 again with the Giants and the Braves. I mean, they're both in, so you're never going to have a truly great pennant race ever again with how this is set up yeah. and all these teams get in. Yeah. And you're still playing 162. If the Cardinals win, they also clinch the division tonight because as a result, they would clinch the tiebreaker. And I like them. I know they're only 500 on the road, but it's Hauser against Michaelis. 
in uh, Milwaukee, and I think the Cardinals finish them off and wrap up the division. So maybe tomorrow we come in, we have two chances to play against these teams that clinch. And the Brewers are, uh, are up against it because the Phillies have the tiebreaker over both the Brewers and Padres, and the Padres have the tiebreaker over the Brewers. So they don't have a road game left, but now they get St. Louis for two. Milwaukee's up against it. You want to take some plus? Yeah, they really are. You want to take some plus money today with the Orioles? Now, that game was... Uh, I bet them yesterday. I couldn't believe that price. Boston's lost like seven in a row now. They're yep. just going through the motions. Oh, they totally... If it wasn't Walker, yes. Well... An absolute, but Walker's been good. Uh, Bradish is on the mound today for yeah. the Orioles. Yes. Now, the last time out, he was absolutely sensational against the Astros. What do you go? Eight? Eight-plus innings? Struck out ten? They couldn't touch the kid? Mm-hmm. He dominated the entire Houston lineup? And you're catching right now... I mean, you can find plus 110, maybe even a little bit higher than that right now on Baltimore to win this game. They are not going through the motions. And that game was delayed last night for, I don't know, felt like a couple of hours, and they came back and they scored 14 runs to win the game anyway. Oh, I mean, I, I know I know it's baseball and it, it's so many games. How did you lose two out of three at home to Detroit? They'd be right in this That's thing. a killer. Right, and then they blew a game in the ninth against Houston. I mean, Seattle's begging to blow this, how bad they've been playing down the stretch. So, yeah, it makes sense, I guess. Uh, I, I would love Baltimore if it wasn't Walker for Boston, but I will give you a small dog, and that's Snell at home here. I know the Dodgers are great and have 106 wins, but Snell has been awesome, and he's going at home here, and the Padres need it. I, I think I think the Snell beats the Dodgers. Hear me out. I, I think the Padres, if they get the correct team in the first round. Who's the correct team? Cardinals? Cardinals. Right. For them. Avoid for the Braves and Mets. The Cardinals, to me, can go on a deep run. But if they can get the – to me, that it would set up better for Saint, for uh, San Diego if they can land St. Louis. Um, that, this is a team that I don't want to play. Because now, finally, and it's been it's been a while here, but they have the pitching that I that I've wanted to see all year long, and how they're operating going into the playoffs like this. Because Snell is like that true ace that he was a couple of years ago, and this is the guy that they traded for from the race. He's been spe- spectacular, and it's actually a question mark. Like, would you go with him or Darvish in Game One? And that is a great dilemma yeah. to have because you can go back to back now with Snell and, and Darvish. You got to like that. You have to love their chances in a, in a in an opening round best of three against St. Louis, in my opinion. You have to. Philly, St. Louis would be funky too. I mean, you still have to see Nola and Wheeler. Well, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. They, they're playing. They're they're not out of the woods yet either. They're playing the Cubbies, and the Cubs swept them the first meeting. So Philly is also much like St. Louis had issues on the road. So this isn't uh, the this isn't over either with the wild card situation in the National no, League. And no, and Wheeler is a dollar sixty against Stroman and Wrigley. And Cubs, uh, yeah. Cubs done an excellent job playing spoiler here. That's the thing, is that uh, the Phillies absolutely have to have these games like blood. But when you're taking on tricky opponents, they're not taking on a team like the Red Sox, who have, mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're, the season's over with already. They don't care. They're not, they're not showing up every single night. Cubs have been. Yep. Cubs care down the stretch. Sure, absolutely. Look what they did against the Mets, and uh, they handed the Phillies uh, their lunch to them earlier as well. That's right. So that's uh, Mets. 12-5, and five, by the way, this year, head-to-head against Miami. You see they set the record for hit-by-pitch? See Showalter ask for the ball? <laughs> I missed that. Did yeah. he really? They set, they set the record for hit-by-pitch, and Showalter asked for the ball when it happened. Like it was a big deal yeah, for him? Yeah, but that's that's the Mets, though. They they, they walk, they work the count, they yeah. throw the elbow out there, hit-by-pitch. The Guardians, too. Yeah. They get everything out of yeah. like almost every single at-bat. It's football season, and the GM Shuffle podcast is a must-listen for every football fan. Here, former NFL executive Michael Lombardi give his unfiltered opinion 
on players, teams, and coaching decisions every Monday and Thursday all throughout the football season. Download and subscribe to the GM Shuffle podcast from VSIN and DraftKings Today, wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up next here on Follow the Money, we will get back into college football as professional sports better and college handicapper Paul Stone will join the program. Uh, how much does situational handicapping factor into his betting? Emotional letdowns, chip on the shoulder, look ahead spots. We'll ask him coming up next. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. It's your go-to book. Every line boost and how special. Lace it up for week four. London game's back. Get up early. Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance. Touchdown insurance every Sunday all season long. Build a parlay of at least four legs. If it loses, get your stake back as a free bet up to $25. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday night football. Get your money back as a free bet if they score at any time. Head to BetRivers.com or download the app at Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Talk some college football here as professional sports better. College football handicapper Paul Stone joins the program now, the Paul Stone Sports Podcast, and also he's on Twitter at Paul Stone Sports. Good morning, sir. Uh, let's begin with this. Uh, how much do you, fa- like the situational handicapping in college football, how much do you actually factor that into your betting? And some examples that we've had uh, in previous weeks or that we have coming up this week, one would be maybe a chip on the shoulder for Kansas. They've looked great so far. Best start in so long in that for that program. They're still unranked. Um, another one would be a, like a letdown spot last week for Appalachian State at home again after a miraculous win on a Hail Mary. And if you go back a couple of weeks, the look-ahead spot, K-State lost outright to Tulane before they came back to Norman last week and beat Oklahoma outright on the road. Yeah, I think all those are great examples, Mitch. And, you know, it's fairly obvious. But I believe, you know, that obviously the deeper that we get into a college football season, the greater of a role that situational handicapping plays. You know, you have the bye weeks. You have teams uh, winning, you know, two or three games in a row outright uh, as an underdog. And now they're being cast in the role of a betting favorite. I think that's a, a unique situation. Uh, and this week, and you mentioned Kansas. I think a team like Kansas that's been down for so long, I mean, they continue to be undervalued uh, by the line maker. And, and like you said, they've got a chip on their shoulder. I mean, they're a team that's, that's trying to, to gain a reputation, and I think they're getting confidence. You know, you, you can say the last decade, I guess, since, you know, they, they played in the Orange Bowl in 2007 or whatever the year was, they've been a down football team. So they hadn't been a confident football team. And now with the quarterback and the way they're playing, the winning games, they've got to be gaining confidence each week. So that's a, a very, uh, you know, team you might play on until you see something different. This week I think there's a very unique spot. I look at a team like SMU. They've mm-hmm. lost back-to-back games at Maryland a couple of weeks ago, a game they could have won, a Maryland team that's obviously pretty good uh, after their performance last week uh, at Michigan. And then they lose at home last weekend to rival TCU by eight points. Now they're staring a three-game losing streak square in the eye. They travel to UCF this week, currently catching three and a half points. UCF in the high of uh, in the eye rather of Hurricane Ian. They could be uh, uh, you know dramatically, even though they're a little bit inland, could be dramatically affected. Could be displaced this week as far as their practice schedule, yeah. as could many teams. So a very unique handicap. I made this closer to a touchdown, but I'm a little bit leery 
taking UCF because of the potential hurricane impact and also the fact that SMU is kind of a wounded football team. So just a lot of great situational situations to take a look at as we enter the month of Mar- uh, enter the month of March, enter the month of October. I'm already thinking about college basketball. So <laughs> yeah. Let's get through with football first. Yeah, we all, this is crazy. We're not even in October. We had another coach fired as well, which we can talk about in a second. Did you think this is an overreaction to what the markets did with the weather? And we're, we're, we're seven days out? And before the game, and they're still pounding these unders. Even when do you see a 51 on a North Carolina total? Yeah, I mean, yesterday uh, morning, as the totals started becoming readily available in college football, uh, you saw a lot of those uh, totals get bet to the under. You see moves of four, five, six points, uh, even greater in some situations. And, you know, at some point, it is an overreaction. And I think we're to that point. You know, I think you might take a little bit, depending on your, you know, the way that you approach betting totals and and so forth. You know, you might take a look at betting some of those overs, but I would certainly say if you're this late to the party, there's certainly absolutely no value in taking the unders now that the lines have moved so significantly. Well, you're you're on one at least one game this week where you took Liberty ODU under 54 and a half. That was the opener out here at Circa. That total is now around 42 and a half. So you have 12 points of CLV as we speak. At this point, I mean, is this like rock bottom for the total? You think you're going to come back and and try to get a little bit of a middle here? What do you? How do you operate this? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take a little bit back. Uh, you know, probably today on the over, and then maybe wait and see how the weather might uh, impact Norfolk on uh, Saturday, and and maybe play totally up to fifty uh, percent of my original bet. But a lot of value there. I will say, you know, that uh, Matt Metcalf and, and the guys at Circa did beat me pretty good last week uh, on the, the openers there at Circa. So even though I have closing line value uh, most weekends, you don't always uh, don't always win, but it is important. But having 12, line, uh, 12 points of uh, line value right now on a total is a pretty good position to be in. You gave out Georgia Tech win total under when you were on in the summer, and now they fire Collins, their head coach. Uh, what, what do you what do you think that does for Georgia Tech and then Boise State? Oh, oh. They lose Friday, can't score against UTEP. The OC is fired and the quarterback transfers. Yeah, I mean both of these are very very difficult situations. You know, you certainly make it can't make a case rather to play on either of these teams. I just could see both of them as bad as their seasons have been to this point to, to going into a uh, dramatic downward spiral, if you will. Boise didn't have hardly any offense against UTEP. As you said, Hank Bachmeyer, you know, transfers, goes into the portal two days after the offensive coordinator is fired. Uh, they have a quarterback from the state of Texas who's very athletic, who's going to be their new starter. Uh, Green is his last name, but he's, uh, although he's very athletic and a great runner, he's very unpolished in the passing game. And then you look at Georgia Tech, you know, he comes in, Jeff Collins tries to inject a a lot of enthusiasm, tries to change the culture, really creative in a lot of his approaches, but it just didn't didn't work out. You know, they're making the, the transition from the option offense of, of Paul Johnson to uh, trying to be more of a, a pro-style attack, and uh, the transition didn't happen. And, you know, it's a win-now situation. You don't get four or five years uh, to, to get things rectified. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, what have you done for me lately? So um, those two teams could be facing difficult final halves of the 2022 season. Paul Stone, our guest, let's uh, quickly hit a couple of uh, SEC games, Paul. We have like uh, three minutes left here. Do you like Arkansas at home catching 17 points to Alabama this week? I really do. I mean, quite simply, this Alabama team has not been the same football team on the road the last couple of seasons. They're 1-4 and 
against the spread is an away favorite since the start of 2021. Uh, this is going to be uh, their uh, fifth straight or other, sixth straight road game this weekend in Fayetteville where the Tide are laying between two and three touchdowns on the road. Quickly looking at their uh, road performance as a road favorite the last year and a half at Florida last year. 14.5-point favorite, they win 31-29. They go to Texas A&M, they lose outright as an 18-point favorite. They then beat Mississippi State for their only cover during this stretch, 49-9 as a 17.5-point favorite. Then they struggle uh, in their regular season finale last year at Auburn. If you remember, they trailed that game 10-0 entering the fourth quarter, had to rally to tie it at 10 at the end of regulation. They ultimately win in four overtimes. And then, of course, this season in Austin, a 21-point favorite against the Longhorns. Uh, they need a field goal by Will Reichard uh, with 10 seconds to go from 33 yards to defeat the Longhorns 20-19. So I just love this situation for Arkansas. I like the fact they, from a handicapping perspective, they lost at A&M last week. Uh, Sam Pittman 6-4 and four off a straight-up loss at Arkansas. And if you got two and a half points last week with the uh, Razorbacks over the Aggies, the Razorbacks now 11 and three against the spread as an underdog uh, since Pittman took over before the 2020 season. Like the Razorbacks plus 17 and a half over Alabama there at Circa. Okay, what do you think of Clemson and NC State? You know, I like the situation for for Clemson. I know their offense has struggled somewhat. They did play very well last week, but I think this NC State team uh, dramatically overrated. I think they're ranked 10th in both uh, wire service polls. Uh, they didn't muster a whole lot of uh, offense against Texas Tech. They had, uh, I think they got 270 yards against Tech, only 4.4 yards per play, uh, somewhat misleading 27-14 home win over the Red Raiders uh, two weeks ago, benefited from four Texas Tech turnovers, scored on an 84-yard interception return. So I think the Wolfpack overrated. You can get Clemson minus six and a half. And that's the way I lean in this game. But certainly this could be impacted by weather, too. So take a look at the weather and how uh, Clemson, South Carolina yep. is weather-wise on Saturday. Yep. And you also like A&M, Mississippi State, under 46-and-a-half. I'm going to stay on A&M under until I see something different. The Aggies mm. are 18 points a yep. game uh, in three games against uh, FBS opponents this year. And that's what they uh, – the fumble return last week against the Razorbacks. So – uh, Mississippi State, probably the best defense the Aggies have played this season. A&M's going to try to control the, the tempo. They're going to try to reduce Mississippi State's number of plays. I like this game to stay under uh, the total of 45.5 or 46, depending on where you shop. Okay, very good. You can follow Paul on Twitter. He is at Paul Stone Sports. And you can listen, download, subscribe to his podcast. It is the Paul Stone Sports podcast as well. Thank you for the time as always, sir. Good luck uh, with the bets this week. Thanks. Same to you guys. Have a great weekend of college football. Yep, there you go. Excellent analysis there from Paul Stone. Uh, very good stuff out of him, and I like the situational stuff as well. And uh, yeah, 12 points of CLV right now in that one game on a total. Four coaches fired already? Already, yeah. Is, the AD was also fired at Georgia Tech. Yep. My God. Up next, we will hit uh, 10 betting lessons we learned from week three in the NFL. They pay him a lot of money, uh, and he has yet to look great. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to 
do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for hockey. NHL season almost here. Our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VSIN hockey season prep guide will be available soon. Strategies and best bets for the season ahead. In depth analysis from our hockey experts, predictions for teams, players, win totals, daily betting tips, season long trends. The guide's a must have. 
key insights and data for avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season. Get the VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. All right, we had Matt Humans on the show an hour ago. He gave over some college and NFL bets he likes for this week. He's also an animal when it comes to writing stories at VEASAN.com. And he's doing this every single week after the NFL is over with. And it's 10 betting lessons that we learned from the previous week. Now with uh, three weeks in the books. And uh, I tweeted this out as well at Mitch Moss Radio. If you want to go read the story that he has up on the website. Number one that he pointed out, Russell Wilson is showing no signs of greatness. And according to Stats by Stats, the Broncos are the only team in the past 30 years to win a game despite having at least eight more three-and-outs than their opponent. They had How did this happen? They had nine three-and-outs. The Niners had one, and yet the Broncos dominated time of possession? What? The Broncos... You figure it out. Yeah. I know. They the, also, the other thing is, you just see how the Legion of Doom, they can't stand this guy. And it's if it's at that act of wear thin in Denver. But he he's just I don't he's a I don't know how to say it. He's a different guy. It's like he's playing a character, what he's doing. He's awkward. He's weird. He's he's corny. He goes out of his way to act like this. Yeah. He really does. Like who does the 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 fake the fake practicing in the end zone? Who does the right. coming the, out and he's coming the out with fake the high, high fives, fives and all that? I know, yeah. Who, let, who, let him know. Run it out. Pass, pass, run, pass, run. It's like the defense can see what's going on. They're not going to hear you. And, and what, what did he, he call? Does, yeah, what, so. did he, what did he call himself that one time in a video, Mister Unlimited or something like that? I scrubbed it from my brain because it was so silly. Yeah. Well, but, bottom, well, bottom line, it's been horrible. Uh, finally, he started to scramble and take off in the Sunday night game. But uh, how about Eli Manning last night? They should have paid the punter two hundred thirty million. Flat out said it. Wow, <laughs> that was something. Uh, Everyone's taking shots at Russ, but well, I guess you know they can have the last laugh. It's been ugly, but still, they should be their one play from being three and zero. So great job. They are 30th in the league in scoring at 14.3 points per game. Well, they're okay. They're a play away yeah. from being three and zero. They're they're all. They could also very well be one and two. You know, and they they, they were in a, a rock yeah. fight with the uh, Texans the entire game. Yeah, defense has been great though. Yeah, and that, that's it really a, has that's been. an intriguing game here. As they're coming out here and uh, Bronco Nation is strong, they'll travel well. But uh, season on the line for the Raiders. Well, and that's another one that Matt wrote about. And if you missed Matt on the show, you can go back and get the Follow the Money podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. One pick that he did give out. He likes the Raiders minus two. And he wrote that the winless Raiders are already in a must-win situation. It is, and he talked about situational spots. They have to have, they must, look, must-win does not mean must-bet or they will win. They have to have this game. To have any chance whatsoever of making it. One 0-4 team in history has made the playoffs. Okay, 0-3 might still be doable with a 17-game schedule. But they, they've been in these games. They gave away the Cardinals game. They were a two point, you know, right there with the Chargers. Could have won that game. What happened against the Titans still, you know. They uh, could do it, though. They, they could still do it. They have to get this game Sunday. Oh, I would but agree. Look, look at that middle row here. Great job, guys, with the, but the graphics. Look at that middle row. I mean, that, they could run that ta- run the table there. They have the talent. And I know Peter King was on with us in the summer and said this is the most talented division he's ever seen covering the NFL. Very disappointing. Um, it's, 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 I can't believe it. It's just Kansas City and everybody else. Chargers, guess what? Bad loss. Also injuries. Denver, a major disappointment. Raiders, huge disappointment. How about this? B- books offered the prop. Will all four teams make the yeah. playoffs from the AFC West? I think it was 18-1. to 1. Correct. Uh, what was the prop on will one team make the playoffs in the AFC West? I know. It appears we're heading that way, too. And and the other one is 
this is a great race to go back to that loss, but the team that got the win, Jacksonville, this could be a great race for coach of the year. All right, because now the steam is getting there with Peterson. I mean, he's as low as eight to one. Uh, O'Connell's got to do a better job with the offense. Uh, but if the Eagles win 12, 13 games and Hurts has a great year, Tua looks like Tua plays well and Miami makes the playoffs and Jacksonville wins a division, that is a tough call. I would agree. That is going to be a great race all season. Uh, in fact, as of right now, I mean, that's look, I mean, those three guys should be the top of the list. Sirianni, McDaniel, and Peterson. I think I could argue at who should be the favorite right now. But you're exactly right. If you're going to go from Jacksonville and what they had, think about that. One of the worst coaching situations, no hyperbole, we've ever seen in Urban Meyer. It was a total and unmitigated disaster with that guy. And you're going to go from that into, I don't know, potentially yeah. making the playoffs or go, you know going well over their win total and Doug Peterson clearly being an, a major upgrade. That, here, McDaniel's been you know tremendous and they're a lot of fun to watch. They were a good team with Flores is the only thing. Yeah. They, they were solid. That's why two has to put up big numbers. Though. Yeah, I would agree. You're right. They, they were they, how they closed the season. And I can't, um, dis- I can't disagree like with that's... Sirianni. I can't. No, right. Because Sir- Sirianni's also tied into Peterson. You, you see the development of the quarterback. Very if Lawrence true. improves and Hurts cont- plays at MVP level, uh-huh. it's going to help both guys out. And then, But that's if Jacksonville wins a division, how many, what is it? Is it eight wins? Is it nine wins? Is it ten? And then, but what, what, how do you deny Sirianni if the Eagles win 14 or 15 games? Well, I mean, to if, me, it's over at that point. Is it? If, if, if Jacksonville wins, if they go nine and seven and win the South, 10 and seven? I'm sorry, 10 right. and seven, win the right. South, or not even nine and eight to win that division, you have right. to strongly okay. consider sure. Peterson. I'll give you another one. What if all these breaks finally go Detroit's way and Campbell gets the Lions in there? He'll uh, be another. He'll well, be under consideration. For sure, he would be. This is, this would be a good race, but those are the three guys that jump out about it. This is going to be yep. tough. At the end of the year. Yep. Uh, on that note, Matt Humans in his column, wrote 10 things we learned. Betting lessons from week three. Bill Belichick's ATS trends are no longer relevant. I totally agree. Well said, Matt. Yep. Well said. Yes. Was, I don't want to hear about it anymore. Matt, go back to Sunday. Oh, he's a dog at home. Well, 12, it's 12 and 2 with Brady. He's got a small sample without Brady. Absolutely. Yep. Now, look, both can be true, right? He's the best coach of all time, but he's not the same dude without Tom Brady. Right. And I love Mac Jones, but it, it's a whole different ball game now with, with Hoyer or Cam Newton. And sure is. Guys, you have to put it there in a quarterback with him gone. Yep. And and Mac, you know, he met some throws he wants to have back and had three interceptions. But uh, he played well. But then again, it's not, it's not the same thing with the GOAT. And you just say that with all these – I totally agree. Yep. I don't want to hear it anymore with, with any, yep. any angle, any history here with Bill Belichick. Nope. And uh, one more that he wrote about at vcin.com. The Bengals might be back, but we will know for sure on sure. Thursday. I agree. Yeah, all right. Nice win. You beat the Jets. You were supposed to. You've been a six-point favorite at least in, in all three games. Yep. You, you have a losing record. Mm-hmm. And still, you should have beat the Cowboys, right? Uh, the Dallas did nothing the last three quarters, and you couldn't You couldn't protect the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So uh, you, you just see, was that Higgins right off the bat? That was a touchdown, by the way. It was. They blew that call. It was. Boyd had a good game. Right. Yes, he did. But you see the weapons that they have and how potent they are. But uh, now a banged-up Miami team, short week, week after the emotional win, plus the defense on the field that long. So it, what, does it, what does it mean? Nothing. If you, if you come back and lose now Thursday at home, Sunday doesn't mean anything, and you fall to one and three. Sure.
Sure. And I think what, uh, is that number up to three and a half now? Yes, it is. Bengals? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and one more that he wrote about, to flip it, to, you know, giving a lot of these guys credit for coach of the year. Another one that he wrote about was uh, NFL coaches will never stop making bad decisions. That, that was the Dan Campbell thing on Sunday. The, the 50, what was 54, 56 yard field goal? Uh, I get my long 50 yard field goal. 54. Goals it just, come on. Fourth and four from the. We have 30, so even, it, even at halftime last night, he comes right out of way. Yeah, I made a mistake. I want to have that one back. I yep. should have gone for it. I mean, that's of course you were four for six on fourth down. What well, didn't make any sense? You yep. get a first down, the game's over. Of course, what? thank you. Yep. Right. Minnesota survivor. How about the dueling mind games we had last night from McCarthy and Dable before halftime? That was surreal. I don't, I don't know what, what was going on there. I, same thing, right? The Giants are content to go to halftime. Why would you help him out? He takes two timeouts. Yes. And then Dable actually goes for it. Because Troy said, well, they're going to throw a Hail Mary. I don't think they were. No, I don't think they so They were going either. to halftime. Right. And then they, by calling the timeout, Mike Mike thought to prevent the Hail Mary on fourth down, they go for it. And it could have <laughs> backfired. Of course it could have. Because Dallas had time and they have a good kicker yes, too. Yes, yes. Oh. All right, time now for the uh, pro tip of the hour, available every hour for subscribers only at vcin.com. Uh, we talked about this with Paul Stone, fellas. It was the other one with Paul Stone on the um, numbers when they get away. Yeah, with the weather. And we, right. Yeah. We missed the good numbers. If, the if, value's if, gone. Yep. There you go. Yep. Don't, don't bet in the lines. And look at this. If they move drastically like hurricanes, uh, the hurricane this week impacting games. Coastal Carolina, 68 down to 60. The 12 point move in the Liberty game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clemson, four or five point move. Duke, six, six and a half. North Carolina, six. UConn, four. Charlotte, six-point move in that one. Yep. A little bit too late. Yep. You missed the party. All right, let's follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We will get into what took place last night. I mean, very impressive. Very impressive performance on both sides of the ball. That's coming up here on Follow the Money. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.